Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Appreciate it. Great. Hello. Hey. Pat's back. Hey. Live, live from not giving a fuck. How is everyone? <laughs> That's how much you care right now? Yeah. I guess. What's up, man? Hey, how about this? How about you tell me um, since the last time we talked, uh, what have you been up to? Well, it's been Thanksgiving since the last time we talked. You want to talk about Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. Unless you've got an issue with that. Okay. No, I got no issue with that. I got plenty to talk about with Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, so Thanksgiving, for those that don't know, it's American holiday. Uh, so No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so uh, I, had, I, I had four, ended up having like four Thanksgiving meals, which is, I think, similar to what... No, I, did, I think I did three last year. So this year on Wednesday, we went sure, over... I thought, I thought, wait, hold on, hold on. I thought your life policy was all about the hard body, and you're over here telling me that you had four Thanksgiving meals. I'm bulking up. I'm accumulating oh, mass. bulking season. I'm accumulating mass so I can bulk. Yeah, it's uh, wintertime is bulking season, and then you get toned down in the summertime for... Uh... Screw working out, man. Have four Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> Well, I, okay, so I did have the four Thanksgiving meals. I also played uh, in in the week from Sunday to Sunday. I played f- football four times and basketball once and then toter ball. So I was, I was exercising a good amount, went to the gym a few times uh, to try to compensate for all this. Just got to keep chasing the pump. Uh, then it was a little cold, and I feel, like I, I, I feel like I tore something in my knee or pulled something in my knee. I feel like I overdid it a little bit, trying to compensate a little too much. Uh, so we're just going to have to play through it. Toughen it up. Oh, that's a no. that's a damn shame. It is a damn shame. So what happened here oh. is that uh, I went to a, a friend's give a friend's giving on Wednesday, and then I had both my grandma's Thanksgivings on Thursday, one in the morning, one in the evening, and then Friday I had Thanksgiving for Matt Banks. Matt Banks didn't even show. Matt Banks didn't even Skype in. <laughs> my Banks, Matt Banks, friend of the show, did not even Skype into Thanksgiving. Uh. Wow. Very disappointing. We thought he was all going to Skype in. We knew he wasn't going to be there, uh, but very sad, very sad that he didn't Skype in. Uh, so what we did, a little Thanksgiving tradition, for those that don't know about this tradition, we, we go around the table and we say what we're thankful for instead of what we're thankful for. And then whatever wh- whoever starts it off has to say whatever they're thankful for that starts with the letter A, and then the person next to them has to go in alphabetical order what they're thankful for. So the next person has to think of something that they're thankful for that starts with B and then C, then D, and you keep going around. So, Well, hey, don't leave us hanging. What are you thankful for? Um, I What I said, I had A, so I started it off, and I said I was thankful for art, but not like the art that we see in the museums, like kind of the beauty hey, of art that we see. thankful with a B. We are. I said I was thankful for art, but not the art that you see in, like, you know, museums, the art that you see in everyday life. 
you know, kind of like uh, just the beauty of life. The sunset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Uh, just to make it very, you okay. know. Yeah. Is there anything else? That was it, because I only had A. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of my... You say, like, soft, what light through yonder window breaks or something <laughs> like that. If you would have been there, you could have done that. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. I could have said that, yeah. but I had to have an S. Yeah. Uh, so, Pat, how was your Thanksgiving? Let's talk about your thanks your, your time in between. You know I me. Mean? You don't have to talk about Thanksgiving. Let's see. I didn't do the pod because I saw Liam Gallagher. You know who Liam Gallagher is? Yeah, he's from Oasis. He's the lead singer of Oasis. I'm not a huge Oasis fan. I like Oasis. Not a huge fan. Liam, he's one of my favorite characters in music. He's just a character. Yeah. You know. Who would play so him in a movie? If there was a movie about him, Pat, who would play him? You know, that's a tough question. I mean, he's kind of pretty original, to be honest with you. He just goes on antics. He doesn't give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. And the guy, when he plays, he rocks. The only weird thing I'll say about him, and I've noticed this throughout the years when I'm watching like these videos, courtesy of YouTube. Thank you very much, YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. Yeah, they, they um, need a shout out. When yeah. they have, yeah. He does a really weird posture when he sings. He kind of like, so if you were standing up right now and you dipped your hip to the left and you sort of like leaned your neck out forward, that's how he sings in front of the mic the entire show. Wow, it sounds painful. Like, like doesn't move, doesn't run around or anything like that. And that's how he sings, but... I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he was great. I, I honestly went by myself because no one else would go with me. And I've done that a few times, and it's no different, to be honest with you. You don't talk mm-hmm. to people during a concert. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't there last time. Vaughn did a great job. Shout out to Vaughn. And Al. Uh, thanks. Of course. How could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's it? Thanksgiving? Is, you know, I had, what's it? We went out to breakfast. Like what? on top of everything, we went out to breakfast. I had dinner at three o'clock and I had dinner at four thirty. So I, you talking about a food call? I was in one. I didn't ask for this. Yeah, in the way that that well, electronically sound. Jared, okay. That's, well, no, no. What I was going to tell okay. you is we'll just, you know. through with like it kind of like messed up a little bit electronically as you were saying that. So it sounded kind of like you were in a coma trying to say that. Uh, so it fit really perfect. I you can't oh, have too many, the thing with Thanksgiving is you're gonna eat a big meal you can't you don't eat breakfast like you skip breakfast on Thanksgiving. No. I could not believe we were going out to breakfast. And I had like the most un-Thanksgiving breakfast ever. Like I had a breakfast burrito with chorizo and eggs. Yeah, that's uh. There's well, it's, it's Mexican. It is Mexican, and I'm trying to you know what type of theme food Thanksgiving food is really typically like I don't even know what type of just American type food Thanksgiving is like turkey ham yeah. and stuff and gravy and yeah cranberries like, I, I don't know if there's any sort of breakfast you could have where it makes sense where kind of yeah it, nothing really fits none of those none of those food groups really fit other than like having like a ham in an omelet type thing but other than that and that's a stretch I mean it's like Nothing really fits. You know, well, no. I mean, you can make an omelet with anything. You could probably have a Thanksgiving omelet. You could. But, I mean, that's typically not what you're having. And it just, it's, breakfast just doesn't fit I still fit don't with understand why we're motif. eating turkey every year. Is there, like, an article somewhere about that? Um, no, there's no articles about it. There's no information about Thanksgiving. So, 
we're just gonna skip that. Oh, it's because turkey's not that great, and that's the one day a year everyone has to eat it. Yeah, turkey is really one of those things that's honestly like kind of bland. Like it's not it's not super flavorful. Like even when it's done well, uh, you know, it's it, it can be moist and it can be all these things, but it doesn't like it doesn't have a ton of flavor just by itself. Look, I had two tasty turkeys, but it's definitely yeah. not my favorite bird. And it's definitely no. not my favorite meat by a long stretch. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of meat, Batman meat? Uh, you know, I guess if uh, a man were to make a steak, Jared, then yeah, that would be my favorite. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, perfect. Um, or a woman. Because anytime you go upside a man's head, or a woman... Or a woman, or yeah. anyone. I, yeah. why, why did you say it that way, yeah. then? <laughs> uh, you said it. Okay, so... No, I didn't say good. shit. <laughs> I want to go back real fast to the concert, Pat. You, so, was it... What made you the sudden desire to go to this concert by yourself? Well, there's this thing called setlist.fm, okay? So, it kind of spoils the show for you if you want to go and... Like, you know, it's something special when there's a band that does like a different set list or you just have no idea what order the songs are playing. Um, I've been going on setlist.fm for years. So most of the time when I go to a concert, I know every single song that's going to be played what do you get in the out of same that? order. Why? Because I don't want to go to a show and not like they play zero songs I know. That's happened before. Don't want to do that. Yeah. That's just... You know, because I, I go see bands that I like. You know, I don't see, I don't always go to see shows that I love. I just like live music. So I'll go see someone and they have just, you know, albums and albums of material, whether it was from a band or their own original stuff. And like, I'm all for giving new stuff a try, but I'm not going to spend the kind of money if yeah. I don't know any of the songs. Gotcha. So that's why I go on it. And, You'd honestly be surprised how many artists do the same exact show over and over again. I mean, there's very few out there who change it up all the time. So, when did that get so old? Well, it's just kind of a routine. I mean, it's a job. So you have fun with it, but it's a job you got to deliver. So you, you know, nail the routine. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a stand-up comedian. Exactly. Like we were talking about that uh, maybe the last time we talked on the phone. Exact same thing. It's like, you you know, you play the song maybe a little differently when you play it, but it's just, anyway, um, the first two songs you played, those are my two favorite Oasis songs. Um, And the other thing about him is he does everything in like a sprint. Like I'm going to Guns N' Roses concerts that are three hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. You know? And I was going to leave like relatively early throughout this show. And I looked at my phone and it's like 35 minutes and the show was halfway over. I'm like, yeah, I might as well just stay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a Tuesday night. I had worked the next day and it's before holiday and stuff. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. He makes me laugh every time I see him in an interview. Like he's really funny. So I was hoping he'd kind of talk a little bit, but he really didn't. Well, he so that's I heard him on Stern like uh, two weeks ago. He was on there, and I, I, he was very interesting. He that's was one of my about, favorite interviews. He just rips his brother. Yeah, he does. He does. Hilarious. He just like bashes his brother the, the whole time. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. And, you know, he's he's got that British accent, and he yeah. sounds he just sounds like you know it's the kind of guy you don't want to mess with. So yeah, I always yep. laugh every interview. Yep, I agree. Um, so that's fun. Okay, back to Thanksgiving. 
Just wanted to. I just wanted to wrap that up. Thanksgiving. Had you had enough food after after the one day, or did you feel like you wanted more? I'm still eating it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, I make quesadillas, which aren't that hard or original. Turkey to make, and now I got corn in them. So. Oh, corn quesadilla. Got it. Not turkey. No. No. Well, it's not that funny, Pat. Not by any stretch. That was serious. I'm sorry. Was there a question there? No, the questions were from uh, Smacko Jones. We got some emails here. Oh, Smacko. Go ahead. Okay, so I wanted to get through, uh, if you listened to the episode last week, there was a few. I wanted to get your input on these three questions from last week from him. All right. So, okay. I already respond. My responses you can check out last week's episode, but here's just going to be past responses. <laughs> so it says uh, ghost code. This is the confusing one that Ellen Vaughn are having a really hard time with. Let's say there is a ghost, ghost one, haunting the human that killed him or her, human one, and that human one dies and becomes a ghost, ghost two. If ghost one never got his vengeance on human one slash ghost two, human one, which is now ghost two, and ghost two haunts his killer, human two, to get vengeance, will it be ghost one's duty to protect human two from ghost two's wrath? Well, I think so. I think if you're pissed off, you continue to do it. Yeah, you think you're gonna you would you would be upset that the that Ghost Two uh, is haunting somebody that you never got your vengeance on Ghost Two, and you'd be upset that they're haunting somebody new. I mean, kind of think about it like this: Imagine you're playing sports, right? Yeah. And you beat some team you hate. Yeah. Okay. And you still hate that team. Yeah. And then maybe you graduate, and that team goes ahead and beats your team the next year. Wouldn't you hate them still? Yeah. I'm kind of thinking of uh, when – here's a little throwback here. Dennis Rodman played on the uh, Detroit Pistons in the when they won in uh, 89 and 1990, and they hated each other, right? Uh, then Dennis Rodman right. ends up joining the Bulls after he's on the Spurs in between. So now you have somebody – this is like now Ghost 2 – now Human 1, which is now Ghost 2, which is Dennis Rodman, the worm – uh, joins the Chicago yep. Bulls, and now it's so you mean like he's a modern day Martellus Bennett, essentially. Yes, yes, exactly. Is <laughs> this is the question everybody's asking? Is Dennis Rodman is Martellus Bennett the modern day Dennis Rodman? Um, I would say that Dennis Rodman's much more entertaining. But, I would say so too. Yeah. But uh, now, now would it be? Here's the question, though. Would now it's saying would like Scottie Pippen root for or try to protect the Detroit Pistons? Because they never beat the Pistons in the playoffs in the eighties. I think you're making it way too complicated <laughs> per usual. <laughs> Just think about that. Just think about that. Uh, if you could go back, oh, yeah, Scott, maybe, we'll maybe we get Scotty Pippen on the Maybe get Scotty Pippen on line. Okay. Oh yeah, no problem. So you got that answer, that Smacko. I think we've I think we've dove dove, dove in that enough. Okay. Uh, here's the next one from Smacko. It says uh, movies and TV make it seem like it would be easy to knock someone out with a bonk on the head. Is this movie magic? Have you ever seen somebody get knocked out to, uh, by a blow to the head? Does it matter if I'm a soft body with good punching? Um, all the time. Have you have you physically seen ever... a fight in real life, Pat, where somebody got knocked out? You killed him! Uh, no, because I'll be honest with you. I mean, when you're like younger kids and stuff, it wasn't, you know, that intense. But yeah. on top of that, like every brawl I saw in college, it like got broken up immediately. Yeah. Yeah, you want to stop it but before I, it gets to you that know, point. 
I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Sometimes my mind kind of wanders and I watch it. Yeah, watch some Kimbo Slice, uh, Smacko. It certainly happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But no, like live in person, like it would be like the second a punch was thrown, there was like five people in there. Yeah, yeah. I think people want to try to avoid that getting Which to the is next for, step. It's for the better, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I mean, what are, what are people, nobody's Mike Tyson. I don't know what people are trying to prove by doing that. Just how just how hard they are. Or a soft body with good punch. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. Just got to prove how hard they are, I guess. Yeah. The moment I removed his pants, I was astonished by the size of his python. Uh, here was the last Ooh. one from Smacko last week. Uh, Pat, don't let Jared bully you so much. You're wonderful, and he's just intimidated. So that was just a statement. I agree 100%. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So here's a new one. This one's also from Smacko. Um, and this says... Chubbin, you isn't the right thing to do. Would you rather meet a dinosaur named Pat, meet an alien who is disinterested in the human race, or have a young Stevie Nicks homeschool you and is also your best friend? Thanks, Smacko Jones. <laughs> Why Stevie Nicks? <laughs> well, just it's the part of the question. It's pretty standard. Um, I'm just trying to think about it. It's like, I mean, I like Fleetwood Mac, but I mean, what, what am I going to do with a young Stevie Nicks? She's not even singing yet. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I feel, <laughs> am I, am I my age and I'm meeting young Stevie Nicks and then I've got a friend who's like, uh, six, like a best friend who's six. I don't know what I can do with that. Same here. Or am I also, or am I also six when Stevie Nicks is six? Cause that's a little different story. That's a good friend to know as you grow up. But dude, she's like Fleetwood Mac. She's like a legend. So if you know who she is, I'll take Stevie Nicks any day, any age. Okay, so you're like 20, 25, 26, Pat, and you're going to be friends with like six-year-old, or say a young Stevie Nicks, and she's homeschooling you. Well, you know, hopefully, hopefully I don't die, and she's schooling me how to, you know, realize how to, I guess, write music or something. Okay, or I guess, okay, that's good. And she's also your best friend. I feel like there, it raised some yeah. concerns. But fine, hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, well, why is a six-year-old teaching a 25-year-old, first of all? <laughs> Well, that's just the Why scenario. Why are we in this predicament? That's a, well, that's one of the predicaments. There's three here. Dinosaur named Pat. Absolutely not. What do I need a dinosaur for? Have you been to a field museum? They yeah. got the dinosaur breath. Have you ever spelt that thing? No. No, thanks. How do they know what the breath oh. smells like? Yeah, you know, how do they know monkeys were humans? I don't know. I'm not a fucking yeah. scientist. Uh, Science just knows everything. What about meet an alien who is disinterested in the human race? I'm disinterested in aliens. So I don't really care. <laughs> okay. So you're indifferent to that. So you're going to go with the young Stevie Nicks. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about the societal pressure that would happen in that scenario. So I'm, I'm going to pass on. What on sort Stevie. of pressure? There'd be a lot of questions about like, hey, why are you hanging no out with questions. this young this young girl? Why are you such good friends She's with her? She's my teacher. What's the question? <laughs> I guess it's hard to argue with that. It's like, yeah, we're best friends, but she's also my teacher, but she's six. Uh, she's just a prodigy, a music prodigy. You'll know. Like she, in like she's ten just years, really smart. Yeah, like, I don't know what you want to ask me. Twelve just years when she's me. like when she's like twenty, you would like seem like a genius. She's like, you know, then you're best friends, all the stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she goes out, lights the world on fire with Fleetwood Mac. I'm just, you know, in the back doing whatever, having a beer, and yeah, she taught me everything I know. Yeah. Um. I'm a, yeah, I'm still going to go with the uh, – yeah, dinosaur, 
it would be named Pat, but I don't think I could really do anything with the dinosaur. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the alien who's disinterested in the human race. I feel like then at least way I know there's some aliens out there, but also I'm not worried about him like uh, destroying the planet. It's not like a Jeff Goldblum independent. Honestly, I have no care whatsoever. Yeah, he doesn't either, so it's perfect. It's mutual. Yeah. Aliens are like ghosts. If they're there, great. If they're not, great. Yeah. Well, that's how he feels. So yeah. we're simpatico. Okay. Okay. Simpatico. Nice. Simpatico. Yeah. Um, Tell you English speakers out there were simpatico. <laughs> Pat, you wanted to talk about the uh, Michael Crabtree Akib Talib fight. Oh my God! So let me get your take first. Um, here's my take: is I always get Akib Talib confused with Talib Kweli, uh, the rapper. And so yeah, I get what's his name, the actor confused with the other actor all the time. It doesn't make any sense. So are you talking about Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Forrest Whitaker? Exactly. I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. these guys' names are very similar. They both have Talib in it. Um, I mean, my my whole thing is is like it's so it, it, the only time fighting is acceptable is in hockey because there's you know what the punishment is. You're in the you're in the box for a couple minutes. It's still not acceptable. You do that out of a ring, you go to jail. But but in hockey, like it's in the in the it's part of the game. It, it, like when you're talking about football, like. You 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 you're letting somebody when you when you start attacking somebody else on the other team you're letting them win. Like to me, you're like all I know is you could hypothetically punch someone in the nose and their brains could go, or their bones could go through their skull. Like literally, it's risky. It's, it's real risky. risky. Yeah, and it's like some guy's jabbing with you, but it's like the uh, here's here's uh one of the best examples of like how like cooler heads prevail. They always say that. Um, there's an old interview with uh, with Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, uh, the big Aristotle. You might know him as, and he was talking about who it was his, who was the hardest one he ever had uh, to play against. And he always said Hakeem Olajuwon. And he said part of the reason was that uh, you could like trash talk and all this stuff to Hakeem, and Hakeem would just like uh, he would just like shrug, you know, he would shrug off stuff. He was always like super nice, and like he would try to like bash on him and like you know say all the shit to him, and he would just kind of like, okay, big man. You know, like that kind of stuff. And and just like it pisses off the person even more. But if you can like get in their head, it's almost better to get in their head like being so cool about something than to like become a hothead and then retaliate with physical, you know, that's, you're never going to win that way. Yeah. So I think that uh, they were both pretty dumb in this scenario. Who threw the first punch? I'm trying to think who, who actually started it. Uh, well, it's kind of tough to see if you watch the replay over and over again. I mean, if you want to, okay, so here's my take on it. Yeah. I think it's both hilarious and sad at the same time because you got keep to leave. Now, he is a very established quarterback, yeah. very good football player, yeah. and he's stepping on this dude's toes by ripping his chain off. Not once, but twice. Yeah. I could get in a whole other argument why you're wearing a chain during a football game, but... That's his way of doing things. It's kind of, I don't know. It's like a very, it's like an undertone, disrespectful type thing to do. But at the same time, why are you wearing it? So anyways, I would say he kind of started it. Yeah. But if you see, like, the replay this time, like, <laughs> I kind of give credit to the guy. Like, he full on was, like, shoving him way out of bounds. He was swinging at him without a helmet on. Like, he... He was not afraid by any means necessary. But the fact that they both were willing to risk their um, eligibility during the game and yeah. their effect on the game, it is very sad. 
And very sad. I feel like this has happened more this year. I mean, this was a few weeks ago that uh, AJ Green got in a fight. Like I mean, like this, mm-hmm. and then Michael, and then Mike Evans got in a fight like that same week. Like it's pretty ridiculous to to get to that point. And so, this one was probably the worst I mean, out of all of them. You just like read the headline, like rips chain off player starts a fight. It's pretty yeah. hilarious, you know. Yeah. Especially, I, I think it, as much as like it is kind of like a disrespectful move. At the same time, it's kind of funny. Yes. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a a lower level fan of him doing that. <laughs> low key. It's kind of just low key word. fan. Low yeah, key fan. A low yeah. key. My bad. I gotta get with the times. Hold on one second. I'm a low-key fan of him doing that. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, I agree. Uh, it's it's one of those moves. Like I don't get there. There were some runners, uh, some Olympic sprinters in uh, in the summer games. Some U.S. guy that was wearing the chains, and he was. Do, it was like I think it was in one of the relays, and like you see him as he's running. He's running so fast, the chain looks like it's like kind of choking him at the end, and he starts kind of losing yeah, his head. Kind of starts pulling you know, back. And it's like it looks like it's the reason he lost the race. It, it it honestly pisses me off because it has no benefit to you as a player whatsoever. No yeah. benefit. No benefit. No. And you want you want to get in that argument? Oh, you know, there's metal near your chest. It helps your heart. There's a load of shit. Doesn't help whatsoever. It's all about a looking good thing. I mean, the, but hey, you had Dion. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, eat good. So maybe that's what they're getting at. That's true. That's true. And Crabtree is a is a pretty above average uh, wide receiver. He's he's pretty solid in general. He's a decent player. Both players yeah. have a history of getting into it with people. I mean, I remember I'd be being like upset at Richard Sherman speaking after that championship game. It had to do with Crabtree. Yeah, so I forgot about that. I forgot he was. Yeah, he was on the. Yeah. That's when he was on the Forty ers Yeah, I thought it was kind of unclassy, and at the time, maybe I just looked at it as the wrong way. Maybe he just kind of was just amped up, and this guy really got under his skin. Yeah, you know. Yep, I agree. Talib, same thing. Talib has a history. Talib got into it with uh, Steve Smith a number of years ago. I remember. So I mean, both players have a history. It's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. So hilarious, sad, sad. Uh, sad. Sad. Pat, do you want to do a uh, Jeff Goldblum movie review here? Hi. 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 I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. Yeah, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's gonna be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm gonna get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Oh yeah, I, I, can I can I do it? Yeah, you got it, man. All right, talk about uh, okay. talk about perfume from two thousand one. Perfume smells real nice on women. Yep, that's mostly what this movie's about. That's my opinion. You go ahead with your. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good input. Uh, this is directed by Michael Reimer. Here's what this movie's about. It's kind of like a slice of life uh, in the New York fashion community in like the early two thousands. It's kind of set in the in the time that it's filmed at. But it's just kind of like a slice of life. Like here's uh, here's a couple segments of 
um, this like owner of a fashion magazine, uh, two design houses, and a guy that owns like a big fashion company. You know, there, there's like it kind of just goes into there's a there's not really a main character in this. It's a series of smaller characters that have like you know their own stories involved in this. Uh, here's the thing with this movie crazy cast like you go through this and it's like this is 2001 but like I recognized so many people in this movie um, and, and they would have like smaller roles too so uh, Marina uh, Baccarin she was in Homeland she was the main redheaded terrorist wife in the uh, first couple mm. seasons of Homeland if you ever saw that Pat uh, she's yeah, in this that's an attractive name though I like it uh, she's an attractive lady Coolio is in this Coolio is in this very briefly you're a big Coolio fan uh, totally. Car- Carmen Electra is in this very briefly. Nice. Yeah. Um, then there is Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher was uh, Chuck Cedar in Mr. Deeds. He's kind of one of the bad guys. He's kind of like the main bad guy in Mr. Deeds. Oh, with the mustache. Uh, you no, know, not not the. Okay, so that guy's in it also. That guy's name is Jared Harris, the guy that the British guy. Okay. So th- that British guy that's like, I'm going to go home, squeeze my girlfriend's big, fake boobs. That guy is in this. Mm. You know that guy. Nice. Um, yeah. That guy's guy. in it, but also, the, yeah, I see the other guy did have a mustache. I think you're right about that, Pat. Uh, but it was like the other guy that's kind of running his uncle's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who I was thinking Okay, of. okay, okay. So both those guys are in this movie. Um. The in the in the show Ballers that's on HBO, uh, the, Tony Garrity who plays like one of the agents is in this movie. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan who pl- is in Twin Peaks, he's the main guy in Twin Peaks. He's also in Portlandia a lot. He's in this. Uh, Michelle Monaghan, uh, she was in the Heartbreak Heartbreak Kid. You ever seen the Heartbreak Kid, Pat? She was also in like uh, Source Code, different things. Oh, she's well, been a lot know, of that's a that's a pretty name too. I like it. She's pretty. Uh, so. <laughs> Then, nice. uh, then Michelle Williams is in this. She's the wife of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That is uh, the wife in Shutter Island. Do you oh, see I was gonna Island? say, what does he have? Multiple wives all of a sudden? No, the wife, the wife that uh, is not so great. Oh, I didn't see that one. So okay, Go it's ahead. a good movie. Um, then the last one that I recognize. Well, there's a there's a few more that I recognize. But I'll skip those. Uh, Harris Yulin is in this. He's an old guy. Uh, he is in o- the show Ozarks on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's a good show. Uh, he plays the old guy that lives on the basement of uh, Jason Bateman's house. So that guy is in this as well. Wonderful. So here's, and then, of course, Mr. Jeff Goldblum. And Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann uh, is in this. She's Pretty face, ugly voice. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, she, she has a very unique voice. Je- Leslie Mann, of course, was in uh, uh, George of the Jungle with Mr. Brendan Fraser. So uh, here, Pat, here's one thing. If somebody can guess, so Jared uh, Jared Harris, the guy that is the British guy in Mr. Deeds, was also in another Jeff Goldblum or Brendan Fraser movie. The first person that can tell me what movie that that he was in with one of those other characters uh, with a, with either Jeff Goldblum or Brendan Fraser, the first one to give me that will send we'll get them a thousand dollars. Uh, no, look at a prize. Jared. Look at a prize. We'll get a them a chop step prize if they can figure out what that is. Okay, that so, sounds like a good prize to me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum plays a he's he's kind of like the assistant to the main uh, like a big fashion guy, 
And so Leslie Mann is working at a different fashion house, and she kind of wants to go to the bigger one. She ends up sleeping with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's this is the most buff I've ever seen Jeff Goldblum. He's nice. pretty he's pretty in shape in this movie. Uh and nice. so they they kind of have like a one night stand type thing. She wakes up Leslie Mann wakes up with Jeff Goldblum. She's kind of like uh really hesitant in the morning. You tell she was not so happy that she did that the night before. Oh Jeff, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but then she like I think she kind of realizes what he does and then she kind of like starts liking him a lot. Uh but it's kind of just to get the job with the company that he works for. So that's kind of a storyline. There's a whole storyline about uh, this this guy who's like a photographer, but his girlfriend can't really stand his lifestyle because it doesn't really fit with her lifestyle now. There's another storyline about this guy that owns a big fashion house that he has cancer. He's about to die, but then he meets up with uh, Omar Epps. Omar Epps is also in this, uh, and Coolio, and then they're trying to make it more like a more urban fashion line instead of their normal fashion line. And so it's kind of these couple storylines going on. The problem is that a few of these you just don't really care about. And uh, it, overall, it's it's like it's good. I would say honestly, Leslie Mann's acting in this. Usually, I think she's like good, but I I know you know it's like. She, she's like just part of the the thing. I don't think she ever stands out as like a, this is like the most amazing role ever. I I thought in this she was like really really good as an actress. Like you you could I could just picture every single one of like the little things she was doing was totally like you could picture somebody doing that in real life. Like it was very it, it was a very real character that she did, and I thought it was really well done in this. Um, Goldblum is classic as always. You know, fashion assistant. A uh, lot of talk. It was funny to see him kind of like. Uh, kind of like pleading with, with Leslie Mann to kind of stay with him and that kind of thing. Like after the first night, it was a very interesting conversation the two of them had. So here's what I'll say about the movie. Uh, it was good, uh, but it didn't like grab you. It's it's one of those ones I was like, I was definitely entertained enough to watch it, but that not sucks. like amazing. I love to be grabbed. It was like, it, I wouldn't want to watch. I don't necessarily, I don't need to see it again, but it was definitely fine to watch it. Like, you know, I enjoyed it enough. Uh, give it a middle tier Jeff, uh, Jeff Goldblum movie. On the Independence Day movie review scale, Harry Connick Jr. Or, as the good reverend would say, why we on this particular mission, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the Black Knights will emerge victorious once again. Amen, man. Amen, reverend. So middle tier. Oh, it's like when you go out to dinner and don't get grabbed. Like, it's like I would eat again, but I wouldn't go again. You're talking about grabbed, like physically, you're talking about grabbed by, uh, isn't like emotion. No, I meant like grabbed by interest. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant, Pat. I'm just checking. Hey, yeah. uh, Pat, so Thanksgiving has ended, and now they're playing Christmas music. Did you hear any Christmas music played on the radio before uh, Thanksgiving? Damn it, I didn't look. Yeah. Does that mean I lose? Yeah, that does mean you lose. So I got to write a blog about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What that was, was the bet. blog? <laughs> that was the bet. Um, I think, Shit. I think it was a blog about... Um, that's a good question. I should pull up. Uh, yeah, you don't even know what we're arguing about here. I, I just know you have to do a blog something about Christmas music. Why it shouldn't be on or why it wasn't on, something like that. How about? Well, let's just decide now. How about a blog about when is the proper time to, to do Thanksgiving music? And when is it appropriate place to play? Thanksgiving music? Uh, Christmas music, Pat. I don't know any Thanksgiving music. Do yeah. you? Okay, yeah, that's great. You know what? Yeah, that's perfect, Pat. That's exactly what I was talking about. Thank you. There's that one, uh, hold on, Adam Sandler song, right? Adam Sandler does Oh, one. yeah, yeah. That's, you sent me that the other day. Or it is a good, yeah, that's funny. 
But you know what we're talking about. I we're sent talking you about it the other day. Yeah, it was no, fine. I didn't send you that the other day. You don't even pay attention. That's not what I sent you. you. Well, you sent me the Adam Sandler. It was Adam Sandler singing the... Uh, um, the Aerosmith song? I said, uh, shout out to Adam. No, 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 no. You sent me both. You sent me both. You sent me both. I don't know. You definitely sent me... I'll you definitely sent his... Uh, on him doing the SNL song. He was on SNL doing a song. Then you also sent me him doing uh, Aerosmith. I think you're confusing it. Anyway. All right. Okay. You were drunk. When is the proper time to listen to Christmas music? Yeah. When and where? Like, is it okay? Where? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Sounds good. How about? Do you have anything else you want to get to before I get to Tanzania news? I'd like to do some bitch what? Okay. I said bitch what? Bitch 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 what? I said bitch what? Bitch 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 bitch. You said bitch. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about this actually a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't find it today, so something tells me it came down. But my girl, Taylor Swift, she's got a new album out, right? Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> great. Anyway, um, apparently she's selling posters. If you buy the CD, there's a poster or a picture that comes with it. Yeah. She says... Go out and but there's five different ones and only one comes with an album. She says go out and collect all five. Wow! So I'm supposed to I'm supposed to buy her album five times to get all five posters. It means that much to all of you. Oh my god! So it is since I cannot find it, but I promise you I'm not making this up. So someone's telling me that either that was some stupid marketing exec's idea or whatever. Yeah. But man. Would you know? Talk about money hungry. Would you know what poster you got before you bought the album? No. So you could potentially buy so five. You're, that were you're all right. the same. Go out and buy it twelve times. Don't go out and buy it five times. Yeah. Oh my no, god. I, I I might be a little hypocritical because I don't like her. I'll be honest. If one of my bands was selling multiple numbers, I might buy two. <laughs> I'm not gonna go out and buy five. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Just, you know, you're not going to go on Spotify, which I think she's on now, but then now you're going to bring in the posters and just say it. You don't care about your fans. You just care about your money. Bitch, what? Hard to argue with that, Pat. Hard to argue with that. Um, I think uh, let's do some Tanzania news. Then I got some other stuff. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. And scientists claim that the infection is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Um, this is called, uh, I don't know. It's not called anything, but it, here's the deal. Technology is helping fight malaria in Tanzania. Do you believe it, Pat? Um, I think it could lead to advances. So here's medical, you know, yeah. information. So go so, ahead. So, uh, malaria is, is spread by mosquitoes and mosquitoes lay eggs in water. Nobody really knows where they fornicate though. Do they do it in the air? Do they Hell do it yeah. in the water? I don't know. But uh, what they're finding out is that, uh, you know, if they can find these these bodies of water, these like, un, you know, usually it's little puddles, things like that. If they can find those things of water and remove them 
like a, put a spray down that kills the eggs, then they can basically, you know, they can get rid of all these mosquitoes populating. So what they've oh, done it sounds like a mass slaughter of animals to me. It is. It is. So, uh, but malaria is is causing a mass slaughter of humans. So think about that. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, they found out that you can get these drones, and drones can kind of survey the area, and they can find little pools of water, and then make a beeline for those water areas and put the sprayers down, spray it, hose it, kind of like uh, Randy Quaid and a smaller version of Randy Quaid in Independence Day as a crop duster. Uh, kind of similar to that, but with drones and smartphones and stuff like that. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, then they're using that, and they're hoping they can... Uh, but they're worried about how the effects that, like, the locals won't have any idea what this flying thing is and they might try to attack it, so they got to start warning people what it is. And they're worried about uh, any sort of, like, environmental things, like if they could hurt any other animals and stuff like that, isn't it, you know. So they got to figure out a few logistics, but they think they're going to start using these drones to survey the areas and spray down uh, mosquito killers on puddles and things like that. Yeah, I thought logistics was, like, FedEx. Um, logistics... I think it's also just, like, figuring things out. I hate that term logistics when it comes to, like, uh, transportation. I cannot stand. I really, for some reason, that that term really bothers me. Like, when somebody talks about just shipping. figure some logistics out. Like, AKA, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just it's like a bullshit word. That's a bolt. Like, UPS and FedEx just stole the word logistics, and it's bullshit. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm pretty upset about it, so. Um, Bird up. All right, I was at the gas station the other day, and this guy comes up to me, and this guy's got a big chain on, to be fair. He's got two chains on. Not not that this means anything. He's a Michael Crabtree. It, it was Michael Crabtree coming. It might have been Michael Crabtree. The guy comes up to me. I'm at a gas station, like, pretty close to my house, and he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, uh, I'm sorry. Me and my wife, uh, we just ran out of gas over there. Uh, you know, could you help fill it up? We're just, we just left St. Jude's, St. Jude's Hospital. Um, you know, we ran out of gas. And I'm like... Uh, you know, so first of all, this is not the first time this has happened to me. This is like the third or fourth time somebody's asked. No, this is at least the fourth time somebody's asked me for gas, um, you know, and their car ran out. So I go so up to him, like, all right, uh, yeah, why don't you just – and he mentioned a gas can. And I said, all right, yeah, why don't you just bring over the gas can? I've got a card. I'll just fill it up the gas can. He's like, oh, I don't have uh, – you know, I don't have it on me. And I'm like, all right. You just wanted your cash, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, get out of here. Like I knew, I knew, I figured that's what it was uh, before it started. Like I figured it was just he just wanted a cash grab, and it was just a bullshit excuse that he was giving me. But mm. like I don't mind, wait, you know, if he wants to go through the effort of actually just getting gas, like if, if he's trying to scam me out of like you know three gallons of gasoline, like I'm gonna let him do that because you know maybe he actually needs gasoline. But I'm just gonna not just gonna hand over somebody cash, like. Oh no, absolutely not. But there's so many. First of all. I've never seen, never, ever, ever seen a study that says that giving a homeless person money is any help. Like, all the things I've ever seen, and even these are, like, stories from people that were for, formerly homeless, is that, like, giving them money does nothing. Like, like it only 90, 90% of the time is spending on drugs or something that's not helpful for, you know, their well-being. Uh, like, there's so many studies about what, what the money is used for. Like, if they need help, if you're going to help somebody who's homeless, donate money to somebody that, you know, like to a place that gives out food and stuff like that. Like, don't give it to somebody on the side of the street. It's so dumb. Uh, it's just not like, you know, I pass I pass homeless people like every day on the way to work, way and back. 
and it's just you know I don't know but but for some reason I've always been for some I feel like they always like if I'm in a group walking in a group that per, they always approach me and I don't know if I'm just like have that kind of face that I look approachable like I'm going to give somebody money am I am I high class and I look like I want to just donate money I don't know what it is Pat first class right well I, I get it 100% there's actually a, a quick little story when I was at Marquette um, there was this older guy older guy camped out not that far from the rave which is over where I live and I was going to that McDonald's down on whatever, what is it, 24th in Wisconsin, Wisconsin or yeah, something not like that. Not a great that. area, yeah. No, not a great area. Um, got some food, and I had a couple bucks, and I decided I'd get this guy a Big Mac because he's just, I felt bad. Yeah. And so I go and give him a Big Mac, and he goes, thanks, because you go buy me a beer. So <laughs> after that, I was just kind of like, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I mean, I could, but I won't. Yeah. So that's, I've had that. Yeah. I've had extra water bottles in my car. I've handed that to people, and they always ask for more. It's like, you know, what, what, what am I, an ATM? Uh, I'm no, offering it, my services here, and yeah, I, I don't do that anymore. I just look the other way. I just don't see, like you said, very few times has it ever been a rewarding experience to give, like, somebody on the side of the street anything. I, I'm sure there's people out there who need help. Totally. Totally. They genuinely, you know, but it's just, it's so tough to tell. Yeah. I'm just playing the odds. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got. So people, uh, yeah, unless you, like you said, Ben, you want to, yeah, we'll save your stuff for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, people email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. Read your reviews there. Pat, what else? Um, follow Jared, Jared. Z3 on Instagram. You could go ahead and follow me at PatCallion44 on Instagram. And um, yeah, I, I guess if you want to say what's up to whatever, Trevor, too, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And tweet uh, at Chubster Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Always like the stuff there. Uh, also, uh, Microdot just released uh, some new, uh, clothing line, so we're gonna try to get them back on the show soon. Uh, not clothing, oh, line, nice. not clothing line, but a, a few like some merch. Merch is a better term for it. You release some merch. Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Look forward to it. Maybe we got to tell him that he's got to with his albums. He's got to release like one of the shirts, and then if people want to get all four shirts, then they have to get four different albums. What they have think? to buy the album all yeah. four times. Yep. Yeah. I think it's a good yeah. idea. I think it should be at work. It's quite the marketing strategy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, new episode shows every Thursday, and the show's ended. Now you know you got to go. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Peace. This is Yasin. Oh, yeah. I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion.